0: Got your Bibles, which I pray you do. Turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 18, for our thoughts this morning. Matthew, chapter 18. And please stand when you get there. Matthew, chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18 beginning in verse 21 Then came Peter to him and said, "Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times?" And Jesus saith unto him, "I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times 7." Seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which stood, excuse me, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. Before, as much as he had not to pay, the Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife, and children, and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desiredst me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him verse thirty five so likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses so let's pray, Father, I love you and praise you, thank you for this time we've come to assemble and to worship you, Lord in spirit and in truth. thank you, Lord, for allowing us this privilege and honor, allowing me the opportunity to stand before your congregation share your word i just pray lord you'd give me uh those things that i've studied you'll bring them to my mind that i might speak those things you've laid upon my heart this morning and lord i pray that your word would reach its intended purposes and speak to hearts out there may your people be encouraged in your word and lord i just pray that uh there be one here today that doesn't know you in the free pardon of sin that this would be the day they trust you for salvation before it's too late Again, we lift up those that aren't with us, those prayer requests that were spoken. We just pray, Father, that uh, you'll intercede and your will will be done with each one according as you see fit. We love you, we praise you, and we ask you, Lord, to bless this service. And again, may we honor and glorify you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, be seated. This morning I want to speak to you on the subject of No boundaries in forgiveness. beloved. I want you to understand this morning. It's a good thing when God forgives us. You've been forgiven this morning? I've been forgiven. My slate is clean and so is yours if you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. But, beloved, why is it so difficult for us when God receives us? He forgives us for the debt of sin with no questions asked, just His grace and his mercy, why is it so hard for us when a brother trespasses against us, hurts our feelings, talks about us, does something to offend us, why is it so hard for us to forgive others? It's hard, isn't it? You know, Peter must have thought he was going to impress Jesus when he said, Lord, how often should I forgive those that trespass against me? Well, Back then, the rabbi said three times was sufficient to forgive someone that had trespassed against you. Peter must have thought, well, wow, I'm going to forgive seven times. I bet you Jesus is going to be impressed with that. But what did Jesus say? He said, no, not seven, Peter. Seventy times seven. That's 490 times. And I'm sure Peter was thinking, Well, my goodness, how am I going to remember to forgive a person 490 times? That was the point, beloved. That was the point. We are to forgive and forget. And if someone comes 490 times, we forgive and we forget. What about... 500 times we forgive and we forget. You see, forgiveness has no boundaries. It has no limits. If it did have limits, you and I would be in trouble this morning. Amen. So we have before us a parable, an earthly story with a heavenly message or meaning. And this story that Jesus said, this parable... And that's what it is. It's a parable. You see three little scenes in it. And the first scene we're going to look at is, go to verse 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven like to a certain king which would take account of his servants. Again, here's a king, and he's beginning to look into the accounts of those servants that owe him. He's doing an inventory, okay? He's seeing what he's owed. Notice, and when he begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. Now, beloved, in today's timing, that 10,000 talents would be tens of millions of dollars. Now, that's a lot of money. I don't know what he did with the 10,000 talents back then. I have no idea, but... If he had 10,000 talents, if the king gave him that, that was a lot of money back then. And it's a lot of money today. 10,000. Now, notice what it says. But for as much as he had not to pay, he didn't have the 10,000 talents to pay back his debt. Notice... For as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife, and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. Understand, he owed this debt, and he didn't have the means to pay this debt back. But the king was wanting his payment, so what was going to take place? He was literally going to take the servant, his wife, and his children, place them in slavery, and sell all of his land, all of his possessions, to pay on the debt. Because he owed a debt. And the servant owed a debt he couldn't pay. Can I remind you this morning, child of God? You and I also owed a debt we could never pay. It was beyond anything we could ever do to pay that debt. But understand, the king of kings paid that debt in full for you and me when he died on the cross to provide redemption and salvation. He purchased us out of the slave market of sin. But we owed a debt there was no way we could ever pay. And by the way, We were slaves to our sin. We were in bondage. And that's what was going to take place. This servant, his wife, children. And he was going to lose everything he possessed. Look at the next verse. The servant, therefore, fell down, worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me. And I will pay thee all. Now notice. How would he pay him? He didn't have the means. So what did he do? He fell before the king. Yes, he worshipped him, but he pleaded for mercy. Amen. He had. No other, what's the word I'm looking for? That'll work. Thank you. Had no other way. He had to plead for mercy. Do you remember the day that you stood before the king of kings and he said, it's time for you to pay up? You remember saying, but (laughs) what am I to pay Lord, I I know I can't pay that debt I owe to you. But falling on our face before the King of Kings and pleading and asking for grace and mercy, he granted it. I remember that day well. I had nowhere to turn but to him. There was nothing I could do but turn to Him because I owed that debt of sin. And Jesus cleaned my slate. He said, it's been forgiven. When He died on the cross and cried out, it's finished, my payment, my debt was paid in full, and so was yours, child of God. Praise the Lord. Hear this, servant. Worships the king. He falls on his face and cries out for mercy. Have you done that? If you're under the sound of my voice, you've never asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins and come into your life and save you. You need to do that. You need to plead for mercy. Listen, God, grace, and His mercy and forgiveness is available to all. I'm so thankful for that. Now, Notice what it says. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Understand this. I'm sure that the king looked at this man and in his mind said, there's no way he's ever going to be able to pay this debt. And then he probably looked at his wife and his children, and he was moved with compassion. And you know what he did? The king forgave him of that great debt he owed. Understand, God the Father had so much love and compassion For us wayward sinners that he sent his son to die and pay the debt for us and if we exercise faith and receive that as payment for Christ as payment for our debt our debt is paid in full and forgiven we are in the clear with God what a savior what a God what a king. Now, can you imagine, because of the great debt that this servant owed, you would think that he would have never been the same. You would have think, wow, he would have come out of there saying, my slate is clean, clean, I'm forgiven. And whew, But no, no, we're going to go to scene two, and we're going to find out that uh, he wasn't. Changed like we thought. Look at the next verse. But the same servant went out. Now he'd been forgiven that large debt. And he found one of his fellow servants, one of his servants that owed him money, which owed him 100 pence. That's 15 bucks, y'all, today's market. Now that's about a million to one in comparison to what the servant owed and the king forgave. Notice, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. Can you imagine? Fifteen pence, or a hundred pence, fifteen bucks. Hey, you owe me this. And grabbed him by the throat. You pay me what you owe me. Boy, he sure did forget pretty quick about the forgiveness he had received. I think sometimes you and I as Christians forget the forgiveness that we have received from the Lord. When someone trespasses against us, we get angry, we get resentful, we get bitter, and we forget that we've been forgiven. And if He forgave us, then you and I should be willing to forgive others, especially If they're a brother or sister in Christ, we forget, don't we? And it's obvious the servant forgot. Can I say something? Generally, when we get hurt by someone, whether it's a brother or sister, family member, co-worker, neighbor, whatever, usually... When we get hurt by them, you know what we want to do? We want to pay them back. We want to get even. Nope. You're asking for trouble. Amen. And here's one. I'll throw this in and won't charge you. Generally, that person that trespasses against us, That person that hurts our feelings, they say something that just, oh, it makes us so angry, so bitter, and so mad. Generally, when they do that, we point our fingers at them, we get bitter and angry and resentful with them. But all they did was say something by word. Or maybe they did do something by action or deed. But if you think about it, What have we done that's probably even as bad, if not worse? But we don't remember that. We just remember what they did to us. Beloved, the Word of God says, If I expect to be forgiven, then I must forgive. And the Lord said in His Word, we are to forgive for Christ's sake because he has forgiven us. Now here he is, that servant, forgiven for that great debt he owed. Here he is, got someone that owes him a hundred pence, backed up against the wall with his hands wrapped around his throat saying, pay me what you owe me. Now look at what the next verse says. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him saying, Have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Isn't it amazing how soon he forgot forgot how much he'd been forgiven? Isn't it amazing how soon he had forgot what he did and the king forgave him for falling before him and said, Hey, just give me a little time. Just have some compassion and I will pay you what I owe you. But what did the king do? He forgave all of his debt. This man that owed 100 pence practically... Did the exact same thing. He fell down and said, I just need a little time. I just need a little cooperation. I will pay you back. And by the way, he had the ability to pay him back. Fifteen dollars, hundred pence. He had a greater opportunity than to owe 10,000 talents. But yet, here is this servant saying, pay me what you owe me. And what did he do? The Bible says that he cast him into prison. There was debtors prisons back in those days. Amen. If you owed the debt, that's all it took. Notice. And he would not, but went and cast him in to prison till he should pay The debt. (laughs) You know what happens when we don't forgive? I'll tell you what happens. Just as this servant was cast into prison for the debt that he owed, 100 pence, When we're not willing to forgive those that trespass against us, we also do a little time because we're in bondage to that resentment, that bitterness, and that unforgiveness. I've seen it so many times. Listen, you know why there's people today, Christians today, that are out of church, they're not here with us, is because they got hurt, somebody hurt their feelings, and out the door they went, wasn't able to forgive, and therefore, they're out there in the world. It's a shame, but it's the truth. And this whole parable is to believers telling us that you and I (coughs) must be willing to forgive every time someone... Hurts us and if someone asks for forgiveness you had better forgive them because verse 35 and I'll take care of that in a few minutes is an assurity if you don't forgive you're going to be in trouble with the Lord we forget don't we we forget now He cast him into prison. And of course, word always gets around, doesn't it? Isn't it amazing? Especially in a Baptist church. I want to tell you the church can do a thousand great things for the community. But if a church does one thing that the crowd don't like, isn't it amazing that the whole community knows about it? not the thousands of things you've done good but that one thing you split in the church and before you get home that very day everybody in town knows Mm. notice so when his fellow servants saw what was done they were very sorry they were sad Should have never happened. And came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Tattletales. Amen. Get in trouble when you wag your tongue, also. I've often said it. I was told this early in my ministry. If you can't say something nice, just don't say it. Just don't say a word. But why is it? we? This old tongue, well, it's like the book of James tells us. This old tongue is unruly. Sometimes it's just hard to keep in control, huh? Sometimes it just can't be controlled. Nope, it can be controlled. But we got to put a little effort in now notice, they went and told the Lord. Then said, then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O oh, thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desiredst me. He brought the servant before him. And I'm going to be paraphrasing a little bit here, but he says, how dare you? All the debt that you owed me. You called out for pity and for mercy, and I gave you that very thing. You didn't earn it, you didn't deserve it, but I gave it to you anyways, because you asked. And beloved, I gotta stop there for just for a second. Listen, you and I didn't deserve our salvation. You and I didn't deserve To be forgiven of our sins. But because of God's great love and mercy for us, He sent His Son into the world to die. To reconcile us to God through His sacrifice. But we didn't deserve it. We didn't merit anything good enough to earn it. It was purely God's grace and His mercy. And it was the same thing here. The servant didn't deserve it. He didn't earn it, but he asked for mercy. He asked for grace. He asked for uh, pity, and guess what? The king granted that. you see why the king was a little upset with him? Because he forgot all about that. Let me ask you something. We're talking about forgiveness. you ever stop to think people mistreat us a lot and boy we like to keep score don't we Hmm, write that down put that in the back of my head and I'll leave that there for one of these days but we keep score let me ask you a question when it comes to the Lord and being mistreated you realize how many times he's been mistreated. He's been spoken harshly about. You realize he's willing to forgive even when we're not. Think about that. Let that sink in for a minute. The next time you're hurt, and we're going to get hurt, I'll go, it's just life. People can hurt your feelings. People can offend you. And when it happens, don't let it fester in your heart. Just forgive. And I'll get in trouble for what I'm about to say, but it's the truth. Forgiveness means you forget about it you don't just hang on to it well I forgave if you haven't forgotten it you haven't forgiven you say well that's just too hard takes a lot of effort sure it does but it can be done (laughs) I got hurt in the church one time I was angry took me a while to get over that angry Yes, I was hard hearted I, so, I, I didn't even want to preach anymore that's how hurt I got and the Lord dealt with my heart over a period of time and that fellow that hurt me in that church and my family he never called he never sought forgiveness you know what God asked me to do call him and you ask for his forgiveness. Now, i won't tell you, I, I was arguing with the Lord. Lord, I didn't do nothing to him. Oh, yeah, you did. Look at the way you're acting. So, I picked up the phone, and I asked. I didn't ask him for forgiveness. I just said, I've wronged you. If I've wronged you, I apologize. Please forgive me. I go, we... You're a brother in Christ, and I'm supposed to treat you better than that. Will you forgive me? He did. But that didn't mean I picked right back up and everything was nope. But I did what God told me to do, and after I did that, a thousand pounds were lifted off my shoulders. I wasn't under conviction anymore. I'd made peace. And I want to encourage you. There's someone out there this morning that you're angry with. You have an unforgiving spirit. Get that handled and serve God. Life's too short. Carry grudges. And besides that, as long as I was angry at that fella, felt like the hand of God was off of me. His blessing. I was out there in limbo. No, I didn't lose my salvation. And if you're saved, you're saved forever. You don't ever lose your salvation. But you can lose the blessings of God. And that's how I was until I made things right. And from that point on, he's taught me over the years. They're people. Listen. Listen. If they offend me, of course they're going to offend you. But when Jesus was hanging on the cross and they were doing everything that they were doing to him, what did he pray? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So here the king is angry at the servant. Look at the next verse. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on you? And his Lord was wroth, he's angry, and delivered him unto the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. The bottom line, you reap what you sow, just as he sent The one that owed him 100 pence to debtor's prison, the king did the same thing. And here's the thing. That servant that owed 100 pence would eventually be able to work off the 100 pence. But that servant that was forgiven so much would never, ever be able to work off that debt. He would literally stay in bondage the rest of his life and that's why I said what I said moments ago when we are unwilling to forgive then you and I stay in bondage bitterness and anger is bondage there comes a time in your life you have to let it go you'll be better for it now look at the last verse here's a warning Notice what he says, so likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone, his brother, that trespasses. What will he do? He'll put us in prison, he will allow anger to control us, and by allowing anger. To control us, we lose the blessings and benefits of a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We lose the joy that we should have. And let me tell you, no devil likes to accuse us. He's an accuser of the brethren. And he loves for us to remember our sins. And he loves to place thoughts in our mind that, Oh, you were so bad. Ain't no way God could ever forgive you for that. He likes to bring up our sins, doesn't he? He loves to bring up our sins. But understand something this morning. Once you've cried out for mercy, once you've sought the Lord for salvation and forgiveness, your slate is clean. You have been forgiven. And he won't ever bring it up again as far as the east is to the west. Are your sins remembered no more? Listen to me. Stop carrying an unforgiving spirit. Forgive one another. For Christ's sake, because he has forgiven you and I. Make sure You forgive. And it doesn't hurt to remember you have been forgiven. Maybe you're here under the sound of my voice and you've never trusted Christ. In fact, maybe this message is dealing with your heart about seeking the Lord's forgiveness for salvation. I would urge you this morning to come. The Lord loves you. He proved that love when he died on the cross. You and I and the whole world owed a debt that there was no possibility of ever being able to pay. But because of God's love and generosity, he sent his son into the world to die and pay that debt for you and for me and the world. Send a friend, he wants to forgive you, and he wants to save you. Maybe you're here this morning, and you have aught with someone. You've been hurt. Maybe they have said something about you that hurt your feelings. Maybe they've done something to you, caused harm to you in some fashion. And you're hanging on to that. I would urge you. To go to that person, if they've hurt you, tell them they've hurt you. Most of the time, there's folks that don't even know that they've hurt you. But yet, the reason they don't know is because we don't tell them. But then we let that come into our hearts and we hang on to that. Go to them. Tell them. Maybe... You know you've hurt someone intentionally. Go to that person and ask them to forgive you. Because as brothers in Christ, this whole parable, this isn't a salvation parable. This is about how we as believers are to live a victorious life in Christ. And the only way we can have victory over an unforgiven. spirit spirit is to be able to forgive. So if that's what God is speaking to your heart about this morning, I urge you come to the altar. Go to that person. Get it settled. Listen, in close. Life is just too short. Time Is fleeting. I believe the Lord's coming back soon. Not only do I believe He's coming back soon, but I also understand enough that if He tarries, I'm getting older every day. And according to the Bible, this old body is dying every day. I'm getting closer and closer to the inevitable. Death knocking on the door. Now, do I fear death? No. Don't get me wrong. I'm in no hurry to get to heaven. I want to go to heaven. I enjoy my life. I enjoy my family. I enjoy my brothers and sisters. And I'd like to live as long as the Lord wants me to. But this I can assure you. When that time comes for me to be called out of this life and into eternity. I've made preparations and I have nothing to fear. Draw my breath, last breath, and open my eyes in the presence of my King. Yeah. That's going to be something. But you can only make preparations right here and right now. Once the door of salvation closes whether it's his return or the hands of death it's done contrary to what some tell you there is no purgatory there is no in between you decide today Jesus or the devil heaven or hell life spiritual death you decide so what do you need this morning you need to be forgiven the lord graciously waits to forgive you show mercy and above all give you grace if you'll humble yourself before him and ask Listen, that's a pretty good deal. Aren't you thankful our debt has been paid? I'm so thankful. Would you stand with me this morning? Well, Steve, Sister Holly, y'all come. Let's bow our heads.